from Plant Lab in it's Austin, Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. News Live. I'm with my BFF, Keon. How's your week going? Uh, it's a it's a really good week. Uh, I enjoy it when the world is on fire, and uh, that appears to be what's going on right now. Um, I don't. Know. I mean, it. It's a. It was a. Otherwise, it was a pretty normal week. Lots of you know, kind of lots of macro, kind of uh, uh, crypto sector news. But that's other than that, pretty normal. How about yeah. your week? It's been crazy, dude. Yeah. Seeing all this uh, FTX drama is just insane. It's like it, this actually feels like a like a like a just a train wreck. And you just cannot like not look at it. If that like this is the first time I felt like this in a really long time. Yeah. Probably since the Quadriga X uh X thing or whatever, the Quadriga CX. Remember when the guy went to India and then he they don't know. No, if he, I don't think I was paying attention to any of that stuff. Was it was there some was there a moment like this in the last bull run? Yeah. Okay. This, well, this remind does it remind I mean the stakes are, are way heavier now, but this feels like that kind of like just craziness drama unfolding um yeah it's just you're looking at it minute by minute for updates it's 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 nerve-wracking watching all this kind of take place yeah Yeah. that's been my week yeah what uh it's what's interesting to me is people people are really interested into in the minute to minute stuff i find it kind of just nauseating but like like i don't i don't care you know after the first um tweet where Sam Bankman Freed is like, we need an acquirer. I was like, all right, it's over. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't need any more information now. This is done. But I, I mean, it's kind of nice to know uh, like everything that went on, like how they were doing sort of a Ponzi, but it's really, I mean, if you consider fractional reserve banking a Ponzi, then it is a Ponzi. Um, and they, it wasn't even as severe a fractional reserve banking as the actual banks use, which is kind of weird. I think it was like a, they had a 50% reserve. Yeah. It was some kind of weird, I'm like doing research on it now cause I'm going to write about it, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it was some weird kind of collateralized thing that they had going on. It's just, it's DeFi Ponzi, or what do you call it? Ponzi anonymous. Uh, Ponzi anonymous. There you go. That's it. it. That's all. That's what it was. It, it, it was complete. It was complete. Just unchecked. Um, like who's like who's looking over your shoulder? No one was, right? And you you find out that they were in the Bahamas doing all sorts of crazy things, and and this guy was just like playing League of Legends when he was raising for his uh, his company, and like no one was checking this guy. It's just unbelievable. Uh, you go to MIT and then you get this free <laughs> like uh, f everything kind of like. I'm not saying they're all like that. I'm just saying like it, it seemed like he went to MIT and like he just had this. His his uh his morality just completely different in how he entered the space and it's it's very reminiscent of crypto, dude. Like this is why I left crypto. It was nothing. It was just all like that. Snake oil salesman. It was bad. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. We can uh, uh, we'll get, into, get into, it. into it a little bit more. I think. Uh, fortunately, there's only really if you look at the top stories of the week, there's only one. Um top story on FTX like if you even the top 21 stories which is freaking awesome uh shows that stackers uh are aren't as annoyed by uh the frequency of this news this particular news cycle as I am um but uh we'll get into that uh a little bit later but 
um, or probably throughout the whole thing. But the top story of the week is this post that I shared amidst the FTX news where I was like browsing Stacker News, like trying, oh, is that the top story? trying to find things to wow. read. And uh, and I was just like, God, I don't, I'm just like tired of this. Like I want to, is anyone building anything? Is anyone doing anything else? I go, I go on Twitter looking for stories, see if anyone, anyone's released anything or done or done anything. And it's all just kind of FTX stuff. And I'm like, okay, so maybe, you know, what, what are people building? And I know there are people still building amidst all this stuff. So I went and I asked and, uh, got a pretty, got a pretty nice beefy thread going. And we're thinking of doing this thread like weekly now. Uh, cause it seems like there, there are like a lot of people who are building. I used to try to do this like back very early on Stacker News. Like, yeah, I used uh, to do it a lot more often. That yeah. was like, it was like when we probably like a month in and I would, I would do these, uh, daily attempts to do these like daily or weekly, what are you building threads, but we didn't have enough users to really get a, get much response. But, um, this one got quite a bit and it's really cool to see all the things stackers are building. Um, some of the top highlights, uh, Satoshi Naka is beefing up the liquidity on their lightning node, uh, by taking fiat to the post office and buying uh, KYC free Bitcoin, which is pretty cool. Uh, nerd to ninja is, uh, building and building ads for a trade network. So they're doing, uh, research, trying to figure out what demographics kind of need it the most. And they, what did they say? They said, um, Bitcoin is for people who need it. If you don't need it, you won't get it. If you need it, you don't need me to convince you. It's kind of what he quoted there. And so what he decided to do is look at a map of poverty rates in Virginia and then that's who I think they're going to target yeah. uh, with their with their Bitcoin uh, ads, which is a pretty cool approach. Handsome Latinos working on Noster Explorer. I know, Car, you've been spending a lot of time on Noster. Uh, Actually, I came back for <laughs> for this wow, FTX. That didn't, that didn't last crazy. long. Well, no, dude, I literally was holding steady, holding frame there, and then everything happened, and, and no one's talking about it. As you know, like most developers don't want to hear about this FTX stuff. They just want to keep working. Uh, if anything, they get annoyed by it. Um, so like I had to go back to Twitter to re-engage. I mean, you could have brought some of the FTX stuff onto Noster, right? You could have. No, no dude, it's, 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 it's still, it reminds me of Stacker News in the early days where it was just a lot of builders, a lot of developers, and that's what it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, he built the Noster Explorer. Nice. Um, check that out. Uh, user 21 million is learning HTML. Really cool. There's a lot of stackers who are like just getting started coding. It's awesome. Uh, uh, Ben, the Carmen chimes in talking about him and Tony and Paul building mutiny wallet. Um, and some of the progress they've made on that where they're, they're actually running a lightning node in a browser, um, which nice. is, which is freaking cool. I'm really looking forward uh, to the work they're doing there. I occasionally overhear them in Pleb Lab talking about like the progress they're making and uh, really excited. Um, but we had a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff in here. Um, if you're curious what people are building, who you might not, who might not have like a ton of visibility, it's a great thread to go and check out and we'll be doing these threads uh weekly or trying to we'll see if there's as much interest as there was this week yeah the future also check out the bolt.fun i know they've been posting on here as well too where they'll put like oh 
this project is in the bolt.fun hackathon thing. So definitely check out bolt.fun too. They have tons of uh, links and stuff. Um, Kyle was telling me that he can't click on the links though. So maybe John's or Ed can look at that. Like um, when they try clicking on the projects, it doesn't go to it, but. Yeah, when is the Bolt Fun Hackathon over? I think it's officially over in November-ish, early December. So okay. less than a month away. But they're doing update weekly updates on Discord. So ah, cool. get into that. that yeah, Discord I talked channel. to John's. John's is awesome. I, I had a meeting with him earlier this week. And oh, he's, good. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's cool to touch base with him and cool to sync up. Uh, love what they're doing with Bolt Fun. I love when people post their Bolt Fun projects over to Stacker News. Um, we have... Uh, Juan, who's working on light sats and, uh, he posts pretty regularly and it's cool to see like how much progress he went from in like a month to now it was like zero when he first posted, here's my idea. What do you think about it? And now he's like, they've actually shipped it and they're, it's actually like a usable product, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And I think that particular project, uh, we had a chance to talk with him. I think that particular project was all coordinated around bolt.fun. So yep. it's, it's creating projects and it's creating uh, teams in the space, which is kind of cool. That's what you want to see. Yeah. yeah it's it's cool. awesome. Um, yeah. Lots of people building out there. Uh, even though, uh, the market is dumping, uh, here is, uh, a really, a really great video, um, from Matt Corallo, an OG Bitcoin dev. Um, he started contributing, I think it might've been as early as, 2011. I don't actually remember, but I, um, I know he's been in the space for a long time and has a really, um, really thorough, like point of view on everything. Um, and, uh, every time I can see, get, get to see him talk, I, I'll, I've watched several of his YouTube videos, but I missed him this year at TabConf and I, uh, Tony Giorgio shared this, uh, and, and uh, Tony had also told me this was his favorite uh, talk at TabConf, but it's a great talk if you want to learn about all the things that are that are broken in Lightning, or in other words, like not ideal. Um, uh, I recommend watching this talk, but like a TLDR of it, I watched it uh, this afternoon. Is uh, it really kind of goes over six six pains of Lightning right now. And number, you know, number one is that, that your nodes need to be online. So if you're using it on a mobile-like device, uh, Lightning kind of sucks because um, you, can't, you can't receive unless your node is, is like able to communicate with, uh, with the internet. And that requires like an app to be open on a mobile phone, which sucks. If you're a send, and then it also is bad for a sender if you're, if you're, if you're attempting to send uh, and the payment fails. You have to keep your app open to retry. There's no like, you can't just shut the app after you attempt to send. You have to wait for it to be successful. So the, in general, the UX kind of sucks on mobile. Uh, a number of other things like watchtowers aren't, aren't as thorough in what they watch as you would kind of want. You can still lose money if you have watchtowers up and your node goes down and someone attempts to steal funds from you because HTLCs aren't tracked on watchtowers mempool pinning attacks or another thing, you know, payment routing is hard because channel, channel balances are private. Uh, there's several privacy things that are not great in lightning as well. Um, and then channel jamming is also, uh, an existent phenomena or something that can, can still be done. But what, what's kind of cool is like all of these things are, 
I know for a fact, like watching the dev mailing lists and, and kind of, uh, seeing all of the updates from the dev community that a lot of these things are getting worked on. Um, and, uh, you know, to vary, to varying levels, of course, but I know like a lot of things are, be, are being done about certain privacy aspects of lightning and other also payment routing. A lot of work is getting done on that as well. Um, there was just a, a great channel jamming, uh, research paper that came out that kind of involves, um, you know, having more or less a trust metric in the lightning network, a reputation metric, and then also, uh, charging a small, like, uh, spam fee. Uh, anyway, but, uh, if you want, if you want to, if you want to see all the things that need to be worked on in lightning, um, it's a great talk, uh, to, to watch. Um, and I think, you know, uh, to bring Carr in on this discussion, it like I, it reminded specifically number one, where he talks about nodes needing to be on the line on the UX sucks on mobile. Like one of the problems with mo with mobile phones for, for lightning nodes is that the operating systems on mobile phones are somewhat discriminatory against, uh, something running always online. Um, and so they tend to, uh, like, uh, deprioritize, uh, certain applications on the phone to preserve battery life. And it, it's looking like that's probably not going to change anytime soon. So it might be, you know, maybe at some point having a dedicated device, a dedicated mobile device for lightning might make sense. I know oh, wow. now this car. Now you're coming back to this. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm just bringing it up cause I know you got, well, I, you have, I have a question for you. Spicy about it. I have yeah. a question for you. Uh, so when I had talked to the guys right after the, right after this talk, cause I, I literally caught them walking away from this talk and I had talked to Paul and Paul was like, yeah, depending on who you ask and how you feel after watching this talk, you're either going to be bearish or bullish on lightning. Um, and then, uh, when I interviewed Paul for the pod, he was telling me that, um, that, uh, he thinks it's going to get to a point where you're going to, so my question to you is, is like, do you think it'll get to a point where we'll have to start, uh, paying for these channels? Like it'll have to be basically like, I'm not gonna say a custodian that's strong of a word, but it'll have to be um, re regulated to some sort, or maybe it's just like an industry regulation or, or a framework or of like, um, of, of how, of how all this gets, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just like not controlled, but um, stable, I guess would be the, would be the, the, the way I'm trying to get to. Um, I don't just I, because just because like it 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 sounded like when they were coming out of there that it everything felt like it was broken and there was just no way that it could have been fixed without some kind of like third party or or some kind of system in place that dictates that. No, I think that's the wrong read. I think it's really, you know, it's easy. This is why a lot of people um there's a difference between like being negative or being against something and uh you know, having a nuanced perspective on it that sheds light on a side that a lot of people are neglecting. And I think in this case, it's purely a, here's an enumeration of all the things that are wrong. It's like when you take your car in for maintenance and your car mechanic says you're low on oil, he's not saying your car is going to explode. What he's saying is you probably need to put oil in it soon. And so uh, is he being negative? Is he being a bear on, on your car? No, he's just telling you that there is maintenance that needs to be done. You need mm. to pay attention to this thing. And that's what a lot of these, that's what, that's what this basically is. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's good housekeeping, um, for a technology project to, 
attempt to list out all of the bad things that are going on um, are not not bad things, but but negative aspects, things that can be improved. Um, and that's that's really the way I see it as far as it sounds like you were talking specifically about liquidity. Yeah. When you're when you're spinning up something like a mobile node. A lot, I mean, there's already a lot of approaches to doing this now. Um, like the Phoenix wallet will create a, a lightning channel to an LSP and charge you for that. Um, that seems to be, we have like things that are approaching a solution already to solving that problem as far as like receiving and sending from a lightning wallet. Um, you know, there's also the swap, uh, moon provides a swap service that kind of is, yeah, that's, 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 that has, it has that work that operates as if it's a lightning wallet or appears to operate as if it's a lightning wallet, but it isn't, but it, it is an, it is another like, um, approach on this problem. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, how these things will get solved. I don't know, but we don't like, we don't solve them by, not having talks like this. We solve them by having talks like this given. And at the end of this talk, if you, if you're paying attention, I mean, Matt is obviously not a bear on this stuff cause he's working on it all the time. Uh, but, uh, uh, if, you, if you're paying attention, he's like, I am actually optimistic on the technology. Um, it's just, it's hard. It's yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed there's like a contingent of human beings that don't like anything negative to be said about anything ever because they, it tends to break their model of reality where everything's going to work out. And, uh, I think, I think this kind of thing is fine. So long as you, you have the capacity to both hold in your mind at the both time, that lighting can succeed and can have problems at the same time. So long as you're just willing to work on, work on the problems. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but overall a really great talk again, Matt is a, Matt is a, a true gangster. Um, uh, next top story is Anita Posh's AMA. Uh, who's Anita Posh? Anita Posh is, uh, I believe German, but she is a Bitcoiner and she's a nomad and she started an organization called Bitcoin for fairness where they do a lot of Bitcoin education specifically right now. She's traveling through Africa, doing a lot of Bitcoin education there. Good for her. Um, she has an awesome podcast. It's been shared a number of times on, on stacker news, um, just talks very intelligently about, about Bitcoin. Um, I don't know much of her educational work because I'm, I'm really not the target demo, but, um, really cool. Apparently she was the main, I think she was the person who translated, uh, internet of money from Andreas into German. Oh yeah. Um, but her background is in, like web development, e-commerce and online businesses and cool. stuff. And then she became a Bitcoiner at some point and is now, uh, she's currently in Zimbabwe, I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah. But she stopped by to do an AMA, uh, and the stackers had a lot of questions for her. Um, I wonder how many of them are in Africa with her. Uh, she's, uh, top, the top one is from Flo Coleman. He asked how they can support her big, her projects in Africa. Uh, he says he can't support financially, but motivated help in other ways. She says, uh, you could translate her Bitcoin flyer or help by sharing content on social media. And then she said, if you're a developer, we need GitHub stuff. And, uh, other people chimed in, uh, Mr. Tech maker chimed in to help on their, on their GitHub, which is pretty cool. Um, 
Siggy47 asked about stable coins and how uh, if they're more, if Africa seems more interested in stable coins than Bitcoin, and it does seem to be the case. And uh, she basically says that what what people in Africa are looking for in terms of their money are mostly something that can't be confiscated um, and can't doesn't need to be, you know, isn't really permissioned by a bank or the government, which is much more likely to um, censor them than or restrict them than uh, someone like Tether. Uh, even though Tether has like censorship risk, you're not really, you know, Tether isn't as out to get you as your local government is in many of these cases. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of why they, why they get, why stable coins get so much attention there. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that was a good question. Uh Kevin Rook asked a pretty interesting question about, I guess, I guess she's starting a value for value podcast. Um, and he asked about that because Kevin's obviously interested in that as a value for value podcaster himself. And she said she's building a project that is going to do uh, payments by uh, Albi. And um, she, she's doing it to try to attempt to encourage uh, other, other Bitcoin podcasts to do the same in in the country, um, of origin. So that, uh, that they're in the native language, the people that people, they're people that the people, the listeners can relate to. Um, and I think that's pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. I think uh, by example. Yeah. I think the, I think there's just a, there's an overwhelming majority right now, especially on Twitter that are talking about like, how can we have prevented the whole, you know, BlockFi, FTX, tobacco. Uh, and it, it goes back to education. Like I still think there's just not enough education in the space. And it's it's not even education like to the masses. It's just like local education. So if you have the means or the, the, the expertise to even teach like how to use a lightning wallet or how to get on some of these services, like I think that's the farm could be far more important than anything else you could do as a Bitcoiner in some of these other countries. Um, you know, shout out to Mary. She was somebody that's out there in Nigeria doing that locally as well too it's it's one of those things that it, it has to be done everywhere and it, it's upon a it's, it's just going to be up to bitcoiners to actually do it so it's kind of cool to see um her doing this like it's that's it's huge man it's huge yeah i mean what's kind of nice about about the ftx situation and situations like it are we're getting we have like a nice list of uh of a history of problems with using uh centralized custodians and so it's going to become, it's going to become easier to communicate to people, Hey, you shouldn't trust these people. Cause if you, if, you know, if even just a week ago you had told, you had told someone you shouldn't be on, you shouldn't have your funds on FTX, get them into self custody, mm. get them in a hardware wallet, you know, do whatever they would have told you you're paranoid. Uh, we, we know, we already know what you think, Bitcoin maximalist. I trust, uh, Sam Bank, Sam Bankman Fried. He was on the cover of fortune. Sequoia invested in him. He was on stage with Michelle Bunchen talking about how he's given away his fortune. I trust Sam Bankman Fried with my money. Um, like it's just, it's kind of like all of these idols are getting like taken down and, uh, people, yeah. I think it, I think eventually what'll happen is people, people will know better. Um, and well, like, it'll be easier for us to, to let, to help them know better and educate them. Yeah. We went to, we went last night, Club Lab took a trip to San Antonio Bitcoin club. And, um, a lot of people were talking about this stuff, but I, I, it goes back to even some of those people didn't even know 
about like Moon Wallet or even Stacker News or even any of these services that were that are out there to be used. Um, and so that to me tells me that like if we're far into this this far and they're all using Coinbase and FTX, like man, I'm, I'm really I'm really gonna stress this bear market uh, for the rest of this bear market. Insist on just like operating on a Bitcoin standard. Like for each and everybody that you work with and and, and pay, uh, I know it might seem illogical and it might be seem too early, but I, I really am feeling like this is where if everybody was operating on a Bitcoin standard, um, at least locally, community wise, a lot of this, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's just not good. So you're gonna start taking your salary in Bitcoin. You're gonna insist on getting paid in Bitcoin. Is that what you're I saying? Think, I think that's what I'm saying. I think I think that's I think that's the way, dude. I mean, that's how you get rid of this um, this broken system, um, and then paying everybody that you work with with Bitcoin. So. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's definitely an approach. But one of the things I'm I'm uh, as comes to mind now is like, I mean, I was even I was even on some level sort of annoyed by how the frequency with which, uh, you know, Bitcoiners who have been in the space much longer than me would insist on self-custody over. And it's like, I know, I know, I know. You don't got to tell me about self-custody. Um, but it's really, it's really all these, it's really a lot of people who aren't aware of it and how I didn't, I, I just didn't think they were so vulnerable um, as they were. And it turns out they were. So that, that definitely was a lesson for me this time around that. Um, yeah. It sounds like, it sounds it's like worth iterating, uh, reiterating over and over again. It sounds like you have the same mindset that I do. Like I'm not here to, you know, have a feeding frenzy on everybody and play the blame game. I'm, I'm more of like, okay, we all screwed up. Like how do we move forward and, and like learn from it? And I think one of these things is like pushing for Bitcoin companies to pay you in Bitcoin paying your, like your writers, uh, for your publication, paying them, like the way you do at Stacker News, paying people in sats, right. For writing. Um, I think that is the way, and I think this is, uh, another reason why we should all be operating on a Bitcoin standard, uh, going forward, but it, it starts with yourself. Right. And then you gotta like slowly tell people and hopefully it grows. So I'm going to work on myself and do that. I think the, the rest of this it just su it's su it, one thing to say, one thing I'll say on this point is it sucks as a business to operate on Bitcoin 100%. right now. Like there's the tooling is kind of mm -hmm. awful. Like what, cause what I, what I use for like managing like payroll and stuff for Stacker News is a tool called Gusto and it kind of does everything. Like I literally just hit a couple buttons and like the taxes and stuff are all done. And then I'm, I'm registered to operate as an employer in a certain state or whatever. Um, and I can't do that with a Bitcoin product. All of this stuff, I would have to like hire a lawyer, be on phone calls, uh, attempting to get all this stuff done. And so, I'm, you know, if the tooling were better, there's, I have no, I would love to be, I would love to operate this way. And I think it will get better as more people. I think we it. talk, I think we start talking about it. Like having the, like you said, having the conversation leading by example, right. I'm going to try to do this. Um, and then, and then keep talking about it and then help people out. I mean, we see people inside of Plub Lab. I don't want to dox them that are completely on a Bitcoin standard. So it's, it's possible. It is possible. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, the next top story is, uh, this tweet from CZ talking about potentially acquiring FTX, uh, pending this. I mean, we can get into the tweet a little bit. I have it pulled up, but pending, um, uh, I was looking at some of the memes and the thread, but pending a full, uh, you know, like a full due diligence on them, um, it turned out this was like 
you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he actually meant or if he actually I know, thought, right? thought that he would acquire them yeah, because it was like, it was 24 hours later. He's like, fuck them. Uh, more or less. Like he's just like, nope, uh, not going to happen. And, uh, um, yeah. And so, uh, that this, that was the top tweet at that time was that, uh, finance was going to acquire them. I think this was the first, I think why this became a pretty big story was this was like kind of the first signal that, uh, FTX wasn't serious trouble was when they were attempting to find acquirers and, um, you know, Binance is a natural acquirer of FTX, assuming FTX is worth buying, but it turns out they aren't. What did you think of his move? Do you, do you think he's, he, you think he smelled uh, he smelled blood from afar and then uh, and then did all these uh, next, you know, five steps that he played to perfection? Or do you think it had more to do with him? Like just happen, happenstance. Oh, um, he said it all aloud on Twitter. Um, if you were if you like, yeah, were reading that's what I'm asking. Do you think like, I mean, no, I don't think there's any. I do you think I mean, he was the, plotting the entire time no, over the course of like three years? There's no need to guess. Like it's all it's like he said it all on Twitter. He's like. This fucking guy is 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 uh, talking shit about my company behind my back to regulators. Fuck this guy. I'm going to You're dom- reading between the lines. I'm not reading, but this is what he said. He, he said, didn't say F this guy, did no. he? No. Okay. I'm adding words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he but was he, pretty he, he, business professional about it. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, he's like he's like verging on Elon with like how how he's verbalizing all of his moves. But like he, he basically said, um this guy's talking crap about me to regulators behind my back, trying to get me regulated. Um, I hold $2 billion worth of, uh, this Ponzi token they created and is collateral on a bunch of loans that they have. Why don't I dump it and, uh, cause their company to go out of business given that their, their balance sheet was recently leaked. Uh, you know, a couple, like, I think it was about a week earlier than this and he probably had time to review it. And he's like, Oh my God, their most of their most of their uh, balance sheet is comprised of this token they created and are primarily determining the value of um, uh, operating under the assumption that people like me, CZ, who hold two billion dollars of it, aren't going to dump it. So he moves to dump five hundred um, million of it on the market and says so publicly, and then it begins dumping. And next thing you know, FTX is out of business. Dude, this is the greatest story of the decade uh, so far. Like. This takes a cake, man. This, you think this is this is a bigger story than WeWork? It's certainly less complicated than WeWork and like less full of like, like we, what was nice about it is we all got to watch it happen on Twitter because yeah. CZ was talking about it publicly. Um, and it, you know, we'd all be kind of like, it'd be a little bit mysterious if we, if this had all happened, FTX had collapsed and we didn't know any of the stuff was going on with uh, CZ and, and Binance and stuff. But uh, it all happening in public like this is pretty cool. Yeah, dude. I, th- this all, so just so the stackers know, I was watching all this unfold. This, all this happened before like 1045 Texas time. Like it, it was like, it was like completely done. Cause I'm, I'm sure they were operating in different countries, but it was like completely done before 11 a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was, but it was unfolding from like 6 a.m. onward. Uh, man, what a good morning tweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was a, that was a tweet there. Um, and, uh, it was shortly what following did the stackers this. say anybody, what's the highest comment? The top comment is talking about how, how it'd be, how it'd be funny if Binance acquired FTX and as a, res- like 
acquired all these toxic assets that FTX owns and then itself goes under. Yeah. Right? But I think CZ is, uh, appears to be smarter than that. Um, yeah. I mean, he was the first one, if I remember correctly, he was the first one that created the, um, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the exchange token, right? Like he made the Binance coin and then, um, and then he started burning it. Um, so I thought BNB was like, wasn't it like an Ethereum? Type? Yeah. Like at a, one time, and then they made their own chain and all this stuff. But if I remember correctly, he was the first one that actually uh, had the first like token for an exchange. Oh, and yeah. then he started burning it. And like, yeah, dude, the guy knows the game he's playing and he's um, pretty lethal at it, it looks like. So um, he'll probably be like the last scammer to die, it looks like. Um, and uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, it, sound, it sounds like he definitely outplayed. Uh, Sam Bankman freed. It didn't even seem like it was a match. <laughs> CZ's just a freaking, yeah. Mm. Apparently he's a savage. I, what I don't understand, maybe you know something about this. What I don't understand is how, how uh, CZ is a, is a Chinese company, but isn't like crypto like banned in China? Like a, they can't mine, they can't. They can't trade either. So there, there was a time where he was hopping islands, if I remember correctly. Like he was jumping from uh, one part of like uh, one part. Like, there was a time where he he did say he was in Shanghai, if I remember correctly. And then like they went to look at the offices and nothing was there. And then they they had he had found out they had he had jumped to another set of islands and then jumped again. That was out of their jurisdiction. I don't know honestly how how he gets around a lot all this like regulation and uh i we saw what he does though i mean the guy knows what he's doing he 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 purchased um when he when he re, when he launched binance united states or the u.s binance version he purchased the uh god what was that guy's name he worked at coinbase too as well but he also worked for like the the securities and um exchange commission yeah but he was the one in charge oh, man i forget the guy's name but he actually had that guy be CEO of his United States Binance company. Okay. Um, that's how he entered the United States. And he literally went out and bought this guy um, and hired him. So the guy knows how to run a company, man, especially in crypto. Like he, it's like, it's like the ending of uh, Ozarks, right? It's like, it's like, uh, you know, the lady's about to, the lady, the guy's about to shoot the, the, the Ozark people. And then the guy's like, what do you mean? The guy's like, well, I want to buy you off. And the, the guy's like, well, no, you're going to jail. He's like, you don't get to be the Clintons. You don't get to be whatever. And then the, the Ozark people are like, uh, no, that's not true. And then like the kid comes around. Are you, are you spoiling Ozark? Yeah, yeah, but like the kid comes <laughs> around and shoots him with the shotgun. Don't spoil it. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's basically saying like the world doesn't work like that. And he's like, you're dumb. It does work like that. It's, it's like, uh, you see it time and time again, dude. It's, um, yeah, he's definitely playing the game at another level. He's like the scammer King. He's like the bane. It's just, it's not even scammer. It's just ruthless. It's like, ruthless. I don't know. I mean, all of these, he has the same BNB has the same problem as, uh, uh, SBF is Pon, SBF's Ponzi. He's just being smarter about it in my opinion, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's another FTX visit for the week. But uh, the next top story is this Bolt 12 thread from Ellen Capital, yeah. which is pretty excellent. A lot of people cool. really liked it. I think a lot of people hadn't really understood Bolt 12 yet, and they really break it down and make it simple in this thread. So break it down for us, Keon. More or less, it, Bolt 12, what Bolt 12 gives you is a lot of what you get with Ellen URL. That's kind of the way 
probably the best way I'd explain it to someone who already understands what LNURL is. But not custodied, right? But not custodied. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, or not requiring, you don't, you can use LNURL without, and self custody, but you ha it requires you to have a domain name um, and something to serve uh, a server at that domain name to process these requests. Um, but uh, yeah, so what LNURL gives you, if you're not familiar with LNURL, it gives you the ability to have a static pay code. Um, so you can say, Hey car, uh, here's my static pay code, scan this and send me a thousand sats. And you, and you can do that. And someone else can come along and scan that and, and send me a, send me, uh, you know, sats from that as well, as many sats as they want. Um, it's this, uh, it's this, this URL scheme that again, that requires a domain name, uh, to work. Uh, and then it also, it also, it provides a number of things, but another thing it provides is a withdrawal, a scannable withdrawal code so that, Oh, Bolt 12 does. Um, no, this is or what LNURL, this is what oh. LNURL okay, does. Okay. And I'll get onto what Bolt 12 provides okay. as well, but LNURL provides, uh, a withdrawal, uh, code that, which is a scannable QR code where you can scan something for someone to pay you, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Means, we were doing that on, on my iPod earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, LNURL withdrawal is how all of these, uh, SATS cards work as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very convenient way. To many offline it, payments. Yeah. It's a very, it's cool. I mean, yeah, for, for certain, for certain parties to be offline when they're attempting to do payments One or the other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but importantly, uh, that's, you know, that, that's what LNURL is and that's what, uh, it requires a domain name. So what Bolt 12 does is it attempts to provide uh, within the Lightning Protocol itself, uh, such functionality without the requirement of a domain name or like another service running. So that's basically what it is. It provides you the ability to have a static QR code for for receiving money, uh, provide a, a static QR code for 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 someone else to receive money from you. The example they give in this thread is: you go to an ATM, uh, you deposit ten dollars. Um, you want the ATM now wants to now wants to pay you and you can, you can get paid by scanning a code on the ATM rather than, uh, the ATM scanning a code from you, which is how it'd work in, in a world without such a thing. So that's basically what bolt 12 does. In addition to a number of other things like recurring payments and yeah, that's um, the cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, don't get me wrong. Like LNURL has done an amazing job getting us here. I use it on Thriller Bitcoin. You use it on Stacker News. Like it's amazing. I'll be, get out, be like all these things use it. It's amazing. But I think this is the next iteration of it. Like this is what we've been waiting for, at least personally. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool to finally have something that um, no longer is custodial. Um, and it's a, it's a balance. And to be clear, LNURL isn't necessarily custodial. Just most most uh, incarnations of it happen to be custodial, and a lot of custodial services use it because it's convenient. They already have a domain. It's really convenient. It's really convenient. Yeah, yeah. It's so convenient. Yeah, but this would be awesome. I think this would be a huge yeah. level up. There's a number of reasons. Like there, are, there are pretty prominent people in, specifically at one company called Lightning Labs that don't like this proposal. Yeah, um, because of um, what's the. The, the millisats or what is it called? The dust? Is it because of the dust? Is that what it is? No, it's, uh, it's because it, this, these, this is effectively what this requires is, is sending, uh, messages, data across the lightning network 
that doesn't require payments. And um, that is extra traffic, extra traffic. And so they're concerned about uh, kind of kind of um, gossip. Yeah, and yeah, that's what it was. A yeah. lot of gossip being on the lightning hour as a result of this. But there are proposals in lightning right now to charge for such messages. And so we could see something like that alongside this, I think, you know, but th- I mean, I think that's a that's a pretty good uh, opposition to this is it, this could be you know, potentially a spam or DOS vector, uh, in lightning. But I mean, those two things can happen, uh, simultaneously. Like we could add them both, but I, I mean, most, most, uh, like in, in Matt Corallo's talk, he talks about how onion messaging, this, which basically is a precursor to some of this bolt 12 stuff is already present in Eclair. It's already present in core lightning. So people, the, the, people who are implementing, who are working on those implementations do want uh, this kind of functionality in it. Um, but it, these people are also aware of the criticisms that are being made of Bolt 12 and that this this could lead to an yeah. increase in gossip. I've talked to Dusty about it. I've talked to Dusty about it several times. Uh, he, he said that it's like a, a thing that's in the distance, um, but it, it could it could be something. But I, to me, it's like, especially on a day like today, right? Like custodial, non-custodial like it's a harder sell today especially today physically today physically Uh, today yeah yeah um yeah i mean it's you know so spam is it's very easy to dismiss spam as like a problem in the future is i think what something someone like lightning abs will respond to that and we've kind of you know so that's that's the the approach that's the approach that noster takes on it is like we'll deal with spam when it becomes a problem and I it became a problem day two on Nostra November. That's a that's an appro- <laughs> that's an approach you can that's approach you can take with Lightning as well. Like spam might not be that significant of a problem to start out in this in such a protocol, and there might be there might already be some level of spam resistance to these kinds of things. Anyways, I think you you likely need to have um, you likely need to have Lightning channels, and uh, that means that you have funds locked up on Lightning which is somewhat of spam deterrence already. And so that might be enough to get us started using Bolt 12 before we have a little more sophisticated yeah. defense on it. Yeah, I would say, yeah, let's try both and let's see what happens. I'm kind of looking forward to this, right? Like it's it's going to be good for people that have media companies and lightning enabled ones to at least try something that's a little bit different. Um, but right now, dude, get Albie and Ellen URL is doing the job. Yep. Thank you for your service. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so we'll get into our personal top stories. My top story was this post by uh, again. Um, yeah, well, this was the other top FTX story in the in the top in the top stories for the week. Um, this this came out before all of the news. Oh, started you guys coming had it out. first. Uh, I don't think we had it. F- I don't. I don't know if we had it first, but uh, this this was uh, some stacker who logged in with uh, their Lightning node. Um, who has since has since stuck around a bit, but he he uh, or they said that uh, there are rumors of insolvency at FTX and you get your money off. So this is before they pause withdrawals. So if any stacker wow. saw this and you know heeded the warning, they maybe got out of FTX early. And I thought that was pretty cool. This was the first story we had on this on Stacker News. This was I think after the tweet from. Uh, uh, this tweet from CZ, which I think started, which has started it all, started it all off. So I think this is the thing that triggered a lot of people to think that 
FTX might be having issues mm -hmm. was where Binance is like, we're going to liquidate our uh, FTT holdings. And then, you know, sophisticated people, presumably like this user or this user listened to them. They're like, get your money off of FTX now. They're going to have a problem. Um, maybe they're in like a, di a private discord where people were already talking about yeah. FTX having problems or something. I'm those not like those trading platforms. I was in telegram groups and stuff. Yeah. I'm not aware of that kind of stuff, but, uh, I thought that was pretty cool that, uh, you know, potentially some stackers got saved by another stacker. Um, and that is, that is my top story of the week, but this is like right before yeah, that's cool, man. all the news broke. Yeah. It was just like, honestly, it became a uh, FTX news.com over the, over the week. <laughs> yeah. It was it's just like, yeah, everything was coming. Like, look at it. It was just so much FTX stuff this week. I mean, it was a big deal, dude. Everybody was freaking out about it. Uh, yeah. It's a big deal. Okay. My top story. I want to give people a little hopium on a day like today. Right. Cause like, uh, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. Car will give you some hopium. Um, so my top story was, do you have it? Um, yeah, my top story was the implosion of free time for big tech to rethink advertising. Uh, and so this guy, Jim Fox, he wrote this amazing article. You should definitely check it out. Um, but he points out that Silicon Valley um, is they're, they're losing a lot of jobs right now. Like Meta has cut their workforce by 13 percent, um, Lyft by 13 percent, Stripe, 14 percent, Amazon is on a hiring freeze. Apple's on a hiring freeze. Twitter, we saw the whole, you know, 50 percent drop as well there, too. Um, he goes, he goes on to say that we need to get back to like building regular, big, uh, regular businesses, uh, the old way, <laughs> like actually having, uh, um, uh, revenue and actually having a way to, uh, to build an advertising model that, that works for not only the people that you're, um, advertising to, but the people that are coming to you for that advertising, uh, he, he recognizes like lightning is a big part of that. Like what you're doing at Sacker News is a big part of that, this kind of like uh, economy that's being built there. Um, he also sees that uh, Google search, he talks about Google search. This might, you know, your friend Max, you might like this part because he talks about how like Google search is becoming one of those dying malls. You still go there out of habit. This feels like you saying this. You still go out of there out of habit, but once you get there, it's none of what you want. Uh, you can remember when it was a useful place to visit. But now it's weirdly hollow and you leave without getting what you came for. That's how you describe Google search these days. I'm actually um, pretty, I mean, to say, to, to, to answer it a little bit, I'm not super unhappy with Google. I know, search. I know, I know. I was just saying like, this sounded yeah. like your kind of uh, I, statement. The way uh, I would say yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But he's saying like, even things look bleak right now, but uh, it's really hopeful. Like it swings back and forth. And what we're seeing right now is a renaissance. It's coming. I think it's in Lightning. I think it's in Bitcoin. Um, and we need to make more balanced business models. So uh, it's a great post. Really, really great job, Jim Fox. Hopefully he keeps posting. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've seen, I know, I've seen Jim post on Sacker News quite a bit. Um, and yeah, I've seen these pieces from him. Uh, you know, so I, I, I do think there will be other applications that will live alongside um, advertising, advertising based applications in the future. Um, I don't think they're, ne they're like necessarily mutually exclusive um, or will be entirely replaced, but I, you already see like what I like, what I like about Twitter at the moment is it's, it's seems like it's being operated like a startup again and they're like actually running. Yeah. Right. It they're actually cool. just like they're running and things. gunning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. They're totally hip shooting. And so they're, you know, they're basically doing this exact thing where they're expending, experimenting with a hybrid model yeah. of advertising and uh, paid. And I think that's, uh, I think that's cool. And you could, you can also see, 
to some extent, you can kind of see this in uh, streaming services already where they kind of have hybrid models. And, you know, those are those are recently created businesses. And so you can kind of contrast them against, uh, you know, this last generation of businesses where they're pure advertising and free. Like these streaming services didn't come up and, mm -hmm. and insert themselves as free. They inserted them themselves as, oh, you can pay a little bit of money and get a little bit of ads, or you can pay a lot of money and get no ads. And so, you know, so I think it's a pretty, I think we, we might see a lot more of this going forward, especially as it already seems like a lot of businesses are doing. And I think, yeah, definitely Bitcoin and lightning, uh, will assist us in, yeah. in taking payments from a more diverse set of customers and, in a more, uh, yeah. in a lower fee, uh, less discriminatory monetary regime as found in, uh, uh, Bitcoin. Hey, Kyle, do you want to come in? And I think he just wants to, he really wants to get on Saturday. This guy's so thirsty. Come in. You may come in. So Kyle, this is Kyle Murphy. The yeah, I called you thirsty. You're sitting there drinking a coffee and a pink suit. I just want you to say hi to the stackers in your pink suit. Hello. Stackers. <laughs> oh, hold on. Zap. There you go. No, I, I, I just wanted to just to touch on what you said. I think, I think the thing that I think at Thriller is kind of taking a page from your book is like creating a SAT flow that comes in, right? And then also reaching out to some um, Bitcoin businesses or anybody who's looking to reach a, a greater audience for that remaining ad revenue. Uh, and I think that is, I think like structural properties, structural business models is the way forward. Uh, that's what I've learned <laughs> in my short time in Bitcoin. And I think this is the, this is the way, but uh, this is a good, good piece. Yeah. Excellent job, Jim Fox. Jim Fox. Uh, that's all I got. That's all you got. We got, uh, we got to go through the super test net top user segment. Um, we're going to see who stacked the most this week. And the top stacker was not me because we exclude me, but nerd to ninja stack 17,000 sats. Ben stack 15. Anita stack 13 and Tom stack 13. Uh, and top spenders of the week were me, Muzz, uh, RBC K-Man. Muzzman? Muzzman. What are you doing man. there, Muzzman? Stacker News itself, I think probably in our Meme Monday thread, stack, uh, spent quite a bit. Uh, BTC LN, who, that's the Lightning Plus uh, Lightning Network Plus. That's their uh, user handle. Um, yeah, lots of top spenders this week. I did have some feedback from last week. Uh, I think some people are, are they feel a little exposed. Uh, oh, it, by this? Yeah. But, oh, I could see that. Yeah. No so, wonder Super wants to see it. So in his I'm notebook. thinking of adding a feature where you can like in your settings, say, I don't want to be part of the top lists. And then you'll get hidden from these, from these segments wow. and people looking at this kind of stuff in the future. But, uh, I'm trying to load my, for now it's there. trying to load the boost, but, uh, fountain is not loading. Fudge. Fountain is down. No, fountain's not down. It's working. I'm sure it's working. I just can't load the, looks like blockchain. We have a lot, a lot of people were boosting. I wish I could scroll it, but I can't. So we'll have to do it next week. Yeah. It's just all stuck. Okay. Sorry, guys. There's people keep donating sats. Keep uh, listening to Snacker News live. And uh, Keon, um, you have Zap. yourself a great weekend. You too, sir.